शो मित्र संवरुण शो भवत्यर्यमा शो इंद्रो बृहस्पति शो विष्णुरुक्रम नमो ब्रह्मणे नमस्ते वायो वायुमेव प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्मासी प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्म वदिष्यातम वदिष्यामि सत्यम वदिष्यामि ओम May the guardian of the vision guide our steps. May those powers which conserve strength and sharpen the intellect benefit us. May the all-pervasive Lord protect us. Salutations to Brahman, the controller of all actions. You are truly the visible Brahman. You alone I address as the visible Brahman. the right i speak the truth i speak may brahman protect the teacher may brahman protect me as well om peace 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 be unto us all <coughs> so today our topic is <coughs> the same we did it material life and spiritual life we have uh, discussed this in the month of april probably you remember or you have forgotten so i can repeat that again <laughs> <laughs> so uh really in our life we it is a life's journey as we say is to move from the life of matter to the life of spirit we live in the material plane and we wake up into the consciousness of what we are our spiritual entity but this is a long journey in our beginning stage we always discriminate what is matter and what is material life and what is spiritual life today we will focus on that and ultimately we'll try to arrive this conclusion that matter and spirit is our mental conjecture there is no true as such as modern science teaches us it is all energy so also the ancient sages have realized this world as all one pervaded with consciousness with bliss with joy one ocean of nectar there is no matter at all this matter we see is our delusion that's why swami vivekananda said 
that whom people foolishly call as human being. I worship that Lord in every being. That means what we are seeing is a Vedantic truth. We are projecting our concept and our concept of materiality or the material concept of this world being a something which is transient and only moving and only changing. But that, that is the beginning stage of our spiritual journey. Yes, we live in that matter. And as we have discussed the last time, the long ideas about what is the journey, we start our journey in the path of called prayas, prayer. Prayer means which is immediate, which gives us immediate touch of joy or suffering or pain, the sensations. That is the starting point of our life. We don't want pain, of course. We don't want suffering, of course. But we want to get a touch of joy to the objects we see, the things we hear, we touch, taste. To all these senses, we only absorb what can bring me joy. But we don't see nothing more than the apparent name and form which allures us. I can see the sunrise. I can glorify the sun. I can glorify the beauty of the orb of the sun when the sun is rising. We appreciate the moon, full moon night. Who not in the world appreciates moon? But that only the physical moon. That that is the way we look. We look at the matter, material part of it. We look, you as ordinary human person, as a man or a woman. And then we try to find our desired expectations through interaction, through our love, through our friendship, or whatever we do. But we do not know actually who is behind this play. Who is, what is the truth behind, and what this constitutes, even the form and name, it is a constitution of something else which we do not perceive that. So in the path first, our, our life starts. This is a whole life is spiritual. We can come to this uh, bold assertion that Everything we do is spiritual. Whether it is a lowest life of selfishness, cruelty, killing, butchering, and the life of sacrifice and dedication, everything is actually spiritualizing the life. We start from one point where we find trying, search is for joy. The search is for Peace, search is for happiness, and search for, is for unending, continuous blissfulness. But we do not know. That's why we start our journey in the path of prayer. And the path of prayer, when we move, then we are attracted to 
the apparent name and names and forms. That's why Upanishad always declares uh, that Shreyas and Prayas, uh, they come in the life of everyone. But those who accept the Shreya, the higher, higher means not get stuck only into the immediate matter part of it. As I think that I am a matter, material substance, I want something, whatever I see, that's also matter. Because what is matter, what is spirit? Spirit is that which is eternal. What is matter? That is changeable. Under circumstances, under any condition, it moves and changes. It is never stable. There is nothing in this world which is permanent in nature. It is always in a flux, in a movement. So, that Kothopunisha de described it all, or is that this one is the Sreya which we penetrate beyond the name and form and try to see what is behind this matter. And then another quite different which the path people take, pleasant, a leading, they lead in two different directions as it were, apparently. The good befalls to that person who accepts the ultimate the journey to penetrate the apparent and touch which is permanent. And he falls away from the goal who chooses the pleasant. That is the Kathopanishad describes. And we have described the other time also that in the path of our prayer, prayer means what we want to get through the sensate universe, through our organs of senses. That's what we get that has only one interest. Everyone is seeking, I will be happy. So that is a self-interest. But this self is a small s. Uh, it is my interest, I will be rich. So I can do whatever way I can steal, I can cheat, I can do millions, I can make my bank account bigger. This is selfishness. And that selfishness starts from me only, apart from anyone in the family, husband, wife, these, that, forget that, me, 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 me. That's the starting point of spiritual journey. And then what happens? That pure self-interest here, not the capitalist, it starts there. How I shall be happy? How much I can consume? How much I can enjoy? How much I can eat? My, I want how I can grab from everyone and I can be happy. This is called the animal I. And that I is the starting point. It's also a path to unfoldment into the spiritual life. And then we can say that this is called the short-sighted selfishness. Because when I think I will be happy, I will be happy, no one in my family whether you eat or not, my food is important. Whether you have any uh, shelter or not, okay, my, my thing is necessary, my clothing, my dress, my, 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 and at the cost of everyone, that is the short-sighted selfishness. And this short-sighted selfishness develops into another level. It is a far-sighted se selfishness. I will eat, my family will be nurtured, they will be all happy. I will share my food, I will share my... And then it will extend. It is called enlightened 
self-interest. That, that extends a little further to the community, to the people. It is going in that direction. That is the first part, what is called the prayer. But it is only in Sreyas and higher, in the system of spiritual ethics and philosophy, that believes the non-physical spiritual reality in a person, that this distinction there becomes very significant. So what helps us to go to the path of Sreyas? Sreyas means which is supreme, which is higher. Higher type of joy. Yes, there is joy in selfishness, of course. There is satisfaction in being rich alone at the cost of everybody. But there is also joy in giving. There is also joy to think of others. So that also is joy. Only the dimension changes, the idea changes, improvement in our character happens. And that is the journey to the Sreyas. And in this journey, Sreya also have two levels, as we all know. Sreya, that which is not selfishness, not that much selfishness, but this is for searching for higher something. What is something beyond? Even simple leading a life of feeling for others only, merely, is not sufficient. So Sreya, the higher level, it has two levels. One level is that one becomes little dharmic, follow the dharma, follow what is good life. I am a good person, I love everyone, I help everyone. That is the next step. It is far different than that of the self-interest we are talking about so far. So it is now little another level where this self-interest is becoming, my self is little extended. And that extended self is for feeling the happiness in others. So I lead a dharmic life. Dharmic life means moral life, ethical life. Moral and ethical life, that also gives us joy. And that's a, another step towards self-unfoldment, to spiritualizing our life. Matter to spirit, jump from matter to spirit. This is another step. But there, the dharmic life, which is very much appreciated in the society, in a good society, but that is not, that cannot give us a glimpse into the truth of the ultimate. There are many good charitable people who don't, do, don't care about God. Or they don't care about anything to search beyond the matter. I am happy. I am a good person. I earn money. I do charity. I give everything. I am sympathetic to people. That's enough. A time comes when that also becomes dissatisfying to, to a soul who is searching for something else. The question comes, yes, I am a charitable person, I am a good person, I am a moral person, then what? There comes the another step, 
where the, the search starts. Starts for immortality. All the search is for immortality. I will be happy, that is also search for my joy. And my joy will remain more longer. I will not have to think money afterwards, not have to think about home, I have sufficient for myself. But another thing is that I am doing for others. That also is a, it a, it a great achievement in the society's development, society's uplift. But that is not giving him the search for what is behind this transitoriness, what is behind this apparent name and form. Who am I? Who is the, what is this universe? What connects me with this universe? And what is the purpose of my being here? Where am I heading on? These are the greater questions that come. And that come, that question is called search for immortality. Search for a meaning of this life. Okay, good thing is good, but why good? Swami Vivekananda questioned this in one place. Why I shall be good if by stealing someone and from someone or killing someone I become happy? Why I shall be good to others? There comes the big philosophy that I, I want to do charity to others because there is me in someone. In our day-to-day -day life, you look at that, even the most selfish person does everything where his me remains, his or her me. My me in my body, so I love this body, I dress up, I do everything for my, uh, by my body. When my me goes to the child, my child, then that mom or that dad can do everything for the child. And that me changes into some object then one can do everything for that object to preserve, to take care of that. So whenever we project our I or me, there comes our attachment or our responsibility or our yearning for that. That means, ultimate truth is that there is me in everywhere. And that is the next life search. It starts with Shreya, the path of Shreya. First of all, dharmic life, the life of moral life, doing good to others, those are the foundation. And then with that foundation, one must have to search for what is behind, what is beyond. Why I am fascinated to do anything in the world unless I find my projection there. You know, when in our day-to-day -day life, what happens? Even if you love somebody, you love somebody, how, how many days you love somebody? Come to the realistic point. <laughs> point is that you love somebody so long you feel your projection is visible there. What you like, you also like that, or she also like that. What you want, he also complies with that, or he does not say no to that. But now you like, and somebody says no, a little difference starts. And then you say, second day you say, what? Then it becomes bigger gap. 
and then you go third day, fourth day, then ultimately it becomes big. And then what comes? The result comes separation. So separation and unity is only seeing my projection in others or not me. It is not me. People say, it is not you. Yeah. I saw you before. You are not like that now. And that means what? What I projected that time and in my, uh, that mood, I saw that it is good, good, good. And now I see in my present mental condition, it is not matching that. Then I said, hey, uh, hands off. So this is our search for joy in our friendship, in our love for others. Everywhere we'll find that we see our me in somewhere. Unless we see that, we cannot love anyone. So the question is that when you love, we unconsciously, Swami Vivekananda analyzed it, that it is because you see your I there, your me there. That's why this whole universe is permeated with that me, with that real me. So, but that should come from this point. The search, first it starts with the search for uh, immortal reality. What is behind this world of change and name and form? Whatever may be the very attractive object in this universe, it is not the same. It cannot remain the same because the perceiver changes, the perceived changes. I, I mean here perceiver and perceived, not in the ultimate sense of Vedanta. The perceiver, I the perceiver, I am a human being with a psychophysical entity and you are another somebody and I see you, this perspective, it changes. But the spiritual life starts where we search for something which is behind this apparent name and form. So the spirituality or spiritual life as we understand is the starting point to search for that meaning of identity with the whole universe. Who in me, what in the universe, who is God, what is my relationship? Everywhere, ultimately, you see, the conclusion comes, it is me, 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 me. Huh? It was separation, it starts with separation, not knowing, and searching for that same truth through the path of prayers, and then it goes to the sreyas. And then sreyas also, moral life, Disciplined life, charitable life, good, it is necessary. But that will not satisfy our need of becoming, making us spiritual. The spirituality should be the question of search of the truth. So this Obhudai, the path of this, uh, I, I read the other day this quotation from, uh, you know, from Dialogue of Plato. It's very beautiful. Plato said there, I just read out those lines those then who know not wisdom and virtue and are always busy with gluttony and sensuality are carried down and up again and in this region they move at random throughout life but they never pass beyond into the true upper world here Plato says upper world that conscious world the spiritual world Neither, they neither look, nor do they ever find their way. 
neither are they truly filled with true being, nor do they taste pure and abiding pleasure. They fill themselves with what is, which is not real. So, living in the world of changefulness, it is a life of living in darkness. And in living in darkness means, Shankara says, darkness is ignorance, avidya. And avidya, when we are in ignorance, naturally our desires will be there to satisfy ourselves. Then comes the kama, avidya kama. And when the desire comes, we must have to do some work to satisfy that desire. Avidya kama karma, the, these are the three natural things of life and it propels us from birth to death, death to birth, birth to death, death to birth, because it never ends. So, until and unless the search for the truth starts, who am I? Why am I here? Why I am practicing? Why I am becoming charitable? Why I am becoming selfish? This big question. And we need to go through the experience of life. As Vedanta always supports that. That's why in the beginning I have said, even stealing, killing, that is also spiritual. Because it is not knowing that that can give them joy. So that's why they follow that path. And the person who is giving up every penny of his life or his service, that is also for spiritual search. Knowing in a different level, higher level. But the question should come into the consciousness of every being that I am here for certain purpose. And I am to know who I am. So this search when it comes, that is called the search for divinity or immortality. At this stage, it is beyond the ethical life. So we must have to live, go beyond this. That's why Upanishad suggested that our life is not meant to be born like the, uh, what you call the plants and uh, animals' life. It is to search beyond which the immediate world, the immediate can give. And now, one must have to go, step up to that truth, Amrita, nectar, and then start to search for that spirit or what is called the Atman, Amrita, the divine life. That's why only Upanishad, Kata Upanishad suggests that tang durdarsham gurham manupravishtam guhahi tangabharishtam puranam adhyatma yogadigamena matva dhiro harsasuko jayati tang durdarsham that truth which is very difficult difficult to perceive through these eyes these senses cannot catch the glimpse of that reality it is that which is guhahitam, who is embedded in the heart of everyone, that truth is in everywhere as consciousness, allowing everyone to think right or wrong. The same electricity, cooler and heater. You can, if you say that this is 
hot summer, cool is good, then it is Shreya. And it is, if it is hot summer and it makes you heat, then it is Preya. So, but you cannot blame the electricity behind. The consciousness is behind all our actions and only works through the levels of our mind and our body, mind, emotions, ego, intellect. That's why its form is so varied and infinite. So, but the truth is in the embedded in the guha, in the cave. Guha hitam, gauharistam. It is the deep cave of the heart. And it is puranam. Puranam means it's all the time there. It's the oldest guy. Even the world was created. Before that it is there. Even the world will just collapse. It matters little. That consciousness will remain. But your heart will go because you will go. Huh? The ma, if we say guha, guha means in the heart. Heart of the created beings. That consciousness is there, Upanishad says. But how to how to reach that? Upanishad says, Adhyatma Jogadhikamena Devam Matva Dhiro Jahati. Adhyatma Yoga Udhigamena. Yoga means the, the practice of unity with the divine. Yoga Abhyasa. And what? Adhyatma Yoga. Adhyatma Yoga means in the Atman who is inside. Focusing the mind in that. Not only mind, your chitta, mind, your intellect, your understanding, your memory, all these faculties should be turned towards the inner truth. And mind should be saturated with that type of thought. Atman, 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 Atman. If that happens, then Matwa, meditating on that, thinking on that, leading a life of that conscious consciousness or leading that life of awareness about our divinity one can conquer the harsha, the excitement of joy and also shoka when it is bereavement or suffering this duality one can cross these two levels of existence and we live in this existence where this duality is always playing so this is a urgent need of our life to make it spiritual. This life must be made spiritual. Why? We cannot live in the life of matter. In the life of matter, it is always this harsha and shoka, this duality. This time pleasure, this time suffering, this time getting some excitement of joy. Next moment, it is too much uh, to bear in our life. So, but there is a state which can be surpassed, a state where this duality will not touch. Where is that state? And we want to have that, that is the spiritual life. And in that spiritual life, this distinction between this duality uh, goes away. <coughs> Upanishad again declares, Sri Ramakrishna said in one place, that during the rainy season, you see, when profuse rainfall comes, 
the earth, every pore of the mother earth is soaked with water. So similarly, he said, this world is actually permeated with the consciousness. And he saw that, he experienced that. That is the spiritual life. And that's why this unending joy, wherever you put your, your, your eyes before, it is joy, 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 joy. It is all absolute consciousness permeated everywhere in the evil or so-called evil, so-called good, in the names and forms of play going on. But it is the same consciousness behind all reality, as we say, apparent reality in our life. Upanishad declares, Agni dijatikam bhuvanam pravishta rupam rupam pratirupa babhuva ekastatha sarvabhutantaratma rupam rupam pratirupa bahischa Agni as a fire, jatha as eco, only one. Fire is fire. That bhuvanam pravishta entering into this universe, meaning when it gets in touch with different objects, it takes the color of that object, rupam, rupam, prasirupa, babhuva. You can put salt into the fire, it will have one color. You can put some other item, it will take the color of that item. So, but the fire is only one. So this is the beautiful examples given by the Upanishads. That eka, that one only, ekas rupang rupang prati rupa bahuva, it appears that the fire has become this red color or fire has become blue or any other color, but it is only one. Similarly, ekas tatha sarvabhutantaratma, therefore the similarly that is only one, eka, only one, tatha. Sarvabhuta Antaratma, who is embedded in the heart of every created being. He is not talking about human being. Sarvabhuta Antaratma. Every Bhuta means created being, Bhu, Bhudhatu, whatever it's been. Even in the plant, even in the stone, even in the earth, even in the crawling worm, even in the stars and planets and galaxies. His Sarvabhuta Antaratma is in the innermost reality, innermost consciousness. It is permeated there. Sarvabhuta Antaratma. And he has taken only different forms. Rupam, Rupam, Pratirupa, Bhavuva. According to the coloring of the mind and intellect. As given an, another example, suppose you take a water and water put in a jar, it takes the shape of the jar. You put in a cup, it takes the shape of a cup. You take a glass, it takes the shape of a glass. But it is the same water, similarly. And if you keep, keep the water in a green glass, it will be green color. If you keep it in a red glass, it will be red color. But the water is the same. So similarly, the inner content, the, which is inner saturation, saturated with the everything saturated inside, and that is only that one and absolute one. But only the shape and form differs according to the shape and 
form of your mind, how your mind is uh, colored. According to that color, it will appear different only. So, ekastatha sarvabhutantaratma rupam rupam pratirupo babhuva. That is the Upanishad, Raj, Kathopanishad declares beautiful verses. Goes on like that, even said, Ya Suryo Jatha Sarvalokasa Chakshur Nalipate Chakshushoir Vajodosui Ekastatha Sarvabhutan Taratma Nalipate Loko Dukkino Vahya. So, Suryo as the sun in the sky. Nalipati, it does not get polluted or colored by sarva chakshu because of the defect of the eye. It does not get colored. Similarly, chakshu soir doswe, the external defects of the eyes, because of that the sun, I may see different, but sometimes they see the sun, moon, two moons together, no? It was Dichandra Darshan. Huh? You can, you, because of the defect of the eye, you can see like that. So, your vision may be wrong, but the sun remains the sun. Moon remains the moon. Similarly, Eka, Tatha, similarly, that one absolute Atman, no lippati, does not get attached or it does not get bound by loko dukkha na vajya. This external dukkha, suffering, or pleasure of a human being, it does not get at all attached. But there is that, that one reality, Eko, this is called Eko, one only. Bushi, he is the controller of everything. And Sarva Bhutantaratma embedded in the heart of all. Ekang Rupang Bahudhaya Karuti, he who makes that one appear like manifold. Then tamatmastam yevanupashyanti dhiraha. Those wise people who can absorb that truth in the core of their heart. Steshang shukham sashyati netarisham. Happiness, pleasure, continuous joy, it belongs to them and them only who can absorb that truth inside in their heart. And they see that truth all the time. Those wise people only can enjoy the peace of huh, that oneness. And they say that truth is what? Truth is in this ephemeral nitya anityanam chetanas chetananam eko bahunam yavidadhati kaman. Huh? Nitto Anityanam, who is eternal in this Anitto, ephemeral, in this changing universe, that which is unchanging, Nitya, all the time the same. Chetanaha Chetunanam, we are conscious, our consciousness behind that eternal consciousness, that consciousness behind the consciousness. Eko Bahunam, being one. He supplies Yabhidodhati Kaman. He supplies all the demands of everyone who is seeking for material, who is seeking for spiritual. He's the only reality which supplies all these things together at a time. 
all contradict everything. He is one. He is the eternal in this ephemeral and changeful universe. He is that consciousness behind this apparent consciousness, what our modern science is trying to find out, the consciousness study. What is this consciousness, brain consciousness? Is that the end or something beyond? The Upanishads, these scientists have found out. They have defined, they don't say, what is that? They only say, it is the consciousness, real consciousness behind your apparent consciousness. Or you can say awareness. You can use one word awareness, another word consciousness to make a distinction. But they have already found out that that we call the Brahman or Atman. And Tom Atmastam, our duty should be to make it our own, me. I have I misunderstood this body as me. And that is to be understood. That is me. Tom Atmastam, ye onupashanti dhira. Those who see that, those are the wise people, Stishan Shanti, they are peace, they are joy, Shanti, Shashwati, eternal, their peace being becomes eternal or abiding. No iteration. Here is the declaration of the Upanishad. You may search in here and there, wherever you like. Go to the moon. Uh, people are purchasing home there. Uh, so even going there, you will not find eternal peace. Peace is only in knowing this one which is behind all these changes, behind this all, in the heart of all. So this is called the spiritual life. Now, so now the question comes, then what we have to do now? Uh, it depends on, as, as we have started our discussion, in whatever level we are, we will have to start from that level. But we should have a master plan, goal. Goal is to reach this consciousness. Goal is to be established in this abiding peace. Goal is to be in abiding happiness and joy. We cannot be fools to be, uh, to be satisfied with whatever this petty little things of the world can give us. As we have known, you know, that we do, of course. I don't blame anybody. Suppose if I, uh, I cherish to have a job of 100,000. But where is 100,000? Not even 80,000, not even 60, not 40, not 30. Then what shall I do? I am to earn my bread. So what shall I do? I shall go to McDonald's and try at least some hourly business to maintain myself. So that's also a spiritual journey. But I want one million is a goal. So that should be our goal, that we want spiritual life. And why we want spiritual life? We have discussed so long. The spiritual life is the only life where we can get abiding peace, abiding joy, and abiding happiness. Unending, because it is the only reality behind this changeful universe of name and form. And in truth, this spiritual scientists have told us that it is permeated with consciousness, as Ramakrishna said. Mm. And in everything, it is the only one reality. We see it in only different color, as is given the example. We see the diverse colors, diverse forms. This because of the name and form of the object. But the truth, in truth, that is only one and one only. So this is the point. Keeping this goal in view, what should be our spiritual life? Spiritual life, 
and material life, we'll have to make a, a, a clear understanding first, and then we have to understand there is nothing matter as such. In our spiritual growth, we'll have to come and practice it in our day-to-day -day life, that what I am doing, that is Swami Vivekananda's contribution, Sri Ramakrishna's contribution, what he said, Shiva Gyane Jiva Sheva, to serve human being, not as man or woman, but serving God directly. It is my opportunity, golden opportunity to serve God. It is an intellectual or mental transformation. Physical work will remain the same. But it is a spiritual insight, a, a transformation in the attitude of our day-to-day -day living. That is called the spiritualizing our life. It is much greater than that of the niskama karma. We know, we call sakama karma. We do work for our self-interest as we started our journey in the path of prayer. But ultimately, this journey ends into this. I was ignorantly thinking that I am serving matter. I am working on something which is not the conscious self. It is all, everything is permeated by that one consciousness. Then what is left there that I am separate and I am, am I separate from that truth? That's for my ignorance. And I see you as separate from that, that's also my ignorance. So this spiritual aspirant, as, as we are, our struggle should be how we can bring this awareness into our day-to-day -day life. Swami Vivekananda, uh, when Sister Nivedita uh, wrote the introduction of Swami Vivekananda, their beautiful introduction in the complete works of Swami Vivekananda, there he said, with the advent of Ramakrishna and Vivekananda, the distinction between spiritual and secular, that means matter and spirit, has been dissolved. It's gone. Everything, every action is worship. I forgot exactly the lines. Beautiful lines are there for Nivedita's introduction. Every action is worship. As we do worship in the temple, uh, we have a different feeling. Uh, how we, that day we uh, wash ourselves, we wear clean dress, then we uh, collect beautiful things, best things, and then come to the shrine to offer it. Eh? We think that we are coming to shrine. That should be the attitude. Every day I am coming to the shrine to do anything we can do for that spirit, to bring that spirit. Because we cannot bring that spirit there, that's why we go to church and temple because we know that's a special place. At least my mind will easily accept those philosophies. If you can bring a beautiful offered food to this shrine, if you think you heard, why not in your own shrine? There is a, in your every home has a beautiful shrine. So why cannot it, made, it cannot be made a part of our spiritual life, spiritual journey? Anything we are doing for anybody in our home, in our family, in our community, in your office. You are seeing, seeing that you are, you are doing your boss. Boss is giving you the work and you are doing for the boss. Why to think that? Can we mentally change this attitude? 
I am serving whom? I am serving God only. This is through this particular attitude, every action can be elevated. That is the practical Vedanta. Swami Vivekananda wanted that Vedanta should not be theoretical. It should be made practical in our life. God is everywhere. And if it is God is everywhere, how we can live without seeing that? How we can enjoy our life and be blissful without just mentally being aware and try to arouse that feeling in us? So just they say great spirituality and what is called secular, secular and spiritual. There is no such secular at all. On, in our unguarded moment, in our ignorance, in our clouded mind, we make this distinction. So when the mind becomes clearer by this type of positive thinking, that it is only life's goal is to serve God and God and God. That's why mere ethical life, as you have said, Mere moral life will not do. We have to go one step above that. Ramakrishna said, if God comes, huh, you are a good person. Uh, he was talking to one charitable person. Will you then ask, oh God, give me more hospitals and dispensaries? Yes, that's a good thing for the society. But there is something more you need to think. And that, that it is why you are eager to serve others, because there is you in them. And all our activities, all our charitable activity, all our regular activity, cooking, cleaning, everything is to be dedicated to God and God alone. And God alone means not extraterrestrial God sitting somewhere to control the whole universe, but that God who resides in me and in you. Uh, how we can do that? How we can put it into practice? You can read Swami Vivekananda's practical Vedanta, that particular four lectures. Uh, it is a beautiful lecture. Uh, how? And Swami Vivekananda pointed out there, if the king, like Janaka, uh, they could practice. Previously, really, it was astonishing that this Brahmavidya, this knowledge of the supreme truth, was practiced by the kings, Kshatriyas, they used to practice this. And that knowledge handed down to Brahmins even. In the Upanishad there are stories. And then Swami Vivekananda said that if a king ruling the whole country, they get the time to think and practice this Vedanta, why not we? Are we so busy? More than that of a king to run and control the whole uh, situation of their emperor or king kingdom. So this is the point. It is possible. We'll have to be little carefully focusing our mind, focus our mind so that this awareness comes by our action. Because we live in action whole day. How many, how many hours we live in our active life? In that active life we should have to bring this awareness that I am not a slave here. We all work like a slave. I am bound slave. Somebody tells me to do, I don't want to do. 
and i am well, if i don't do then then my job will go or so i will get a bad name so am i a slave like that why am i to be a slave can i not bring my freedom back to myself by thinking yes i need money i am doing this job and my boss says this yes but spiritualizing it i am offering to god is my common joy to contribute to god what god has given me that story of the kaliya you know the story of the kaliya kaliya was a snake in the jumuna river and then kaliya was vomiting uh, venom into the river water and as a result the grazing cows they wanted to drink water and they are dying with the poison serious venom and then everyone approached krishna and then krishna came and killed that kaliya the snake huh and then the kaliya they, they have their wives they came and cried to krishna why are you so rude to our husband our husband bali your husband is killing so many cows and these boys covered boys bali what what is this his fault yeah oh lord you have given him the poison so what he will give you back he will give you back the poison could you given him the nectar he would give the nectar back so that's an extreme point but the point is that uh, even <laughs> we should not give back the poison <laughs> we the, getting this example we should not give out the poison to god <laughs> but i am saying that even then there is the argument that it is god you gave me this i am returning you this so every one of us have some talent so if we think oh lord whatever talent and i am asked to do that okay so i am offering it to you and then it becomes spiritual and after that joy you don't feel slavery oh what a heavy job my head is reeling huh no where do you find interest you can do 5 10 hours work whole night you can work and what you don't like if someone gives you that work even 5 minutes is really a torture upon you is it not this our own experience so why i shall be slave like that why i shall not be the master i do it for my spiritual growth finish and with joy if you do that spirit that is called the spiritual life and we can really work on this individual examples can be given thousands of examples but we can find our own solution if we keep this principle into our mind that it is all there is nothing but the divine and every act is service to god every word is mantra ah it can be it can be deified that is spiritual life is deification it is we live in one level of consciousness to give a boosting to go into another level of consciousness and that is called spiritual life and we hope and pray god will give us this inner strength to follow our path of spirituality thank you